Hey, good afternoon. Happy Sunday to everybody. Welcome to another of these sideline junkies. We happy to be with y'all on this Sunday. A lot of NFL to talk about. Uh, y'all have to excuse the technical difficulties. Uh, I'm, I can't see who's on with me. I can just hear the the chime. So, KG, you yes, with me? sir. Delonte, yes, sir. you with me? All right, Jim, you yeah. here? Hey, hey, fellas, bear with me because, like I said, I just have a blank screen with a, a ticker. It's not uh, it's not telling me who's joining the uh, podcast. So if I call you and and uh, seem kind of weird, just just bear with me on that. Um, the NFL season finally starts on Thursday with the uh, kickoff and at an eight p.m. game with Atlanta and Philadelphia. Philly has had. Uh, I believe they've they've named Nick Foles the starter, right? Correct. Guys? Yes. So is, is Carson Wentz still is he still rehabbing? Is he when is he supposed to be ready? Word on the street is he ready now. But you don't coming back off an of ACL tear, you never want to rush it, you know, to play it back. Because when you rush back, you're never gonna be the same. And then on top of not being the same, you're gonna wind up hurting yourself more in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that's fair. That's fair. I, I think that uh, Nick Foles is definitely one hell of an insurance policy. He led them to a Super Bowl, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if once they got Wentz back and um, if he starts rolling and playing like the old Wentz, I wouldn't be surprised to see a team asking around about Foles coming to trade deadline. Oh, they tried. Think. They tried this off season. They did yeah, absolutely. Yeah, over, like, I, I, no moss. Yeah, I would. I would wait till like the fourth game. I would see how it go. I wouldn't bring him back until we just had like a really bad game, or at least like the third or fourth game of the season. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I and I think the same thing, Jim. I think they get Wentz back. Uh, he he starts playing like the old Wentz, and then you get you can definitely probably finagle somebody out of a first round draft pick for Nick Foles. I, I'm. Pretty sure of it. Um, today's episode, we're just going to go through um, each of our teams' fifty-man, three-man roster. We're not going to break it down piece by piece. It's just basically, uh, were there any surprises from your team? Which, uh, which would be the Steelers with Jim, the Redskins with KG, the Broncos with Delonte, myself with the Bills. Any surprises that you know somebody that didn't make the team or somebody that got cut? So we'll go. We're going to go through that. Um, but we're gonna start with a, the big part. The biggest, the the it's the newest biggest story. Uh, Khalil Mack got traded to the Bears. Uh, Oakland Raiders parted ways with Khalil Mack after uh, they couldn't get a deal done with him. Uh, it seemed like it was some tension with him and John Gruden. Uh, reports were that Gruden really didn't speak to Mack uh, once Gruden took over the uh, operations there. So uh, the Bears get Khalil Mack. A 2020 second round pick and a 25th round conditional 25th round pick. The Raiders are going to get a 2019 first round pick, a 21st round pick, a 23rd pick, and a 19 sixth round pick. Now, before we dive into the trade, do y'all think for Khalil Mack, it was, was that is that is it too much? Is it just enough? How, what do y'all think? Let's start with uh start with you, Jim Delonte, and then KG. Uh, it probably just right. Uh, two first round picks. Uh, you kind of, you know, with them two picks, you hope you in the last uh, at least 25 and down, you know, between 25 and 32 when they get these picks. So if he turns out to be Khalil Mack that he was in Oakland in Chicago, yeah, it's worth the deal. And plus, you don't have to worry about having the draft in no time soon. What'd you do? What you wish your thoughts, Lamonte? I I think it's fair, you know, um, for the Bears to give up two first round picks for a talent such as Khalil Mack. I think that's definitely fair. Um, as far as the his value, he's definitely going to make their defense. Of course, he's going to make it a whole lot better. Uh, is it a top five defense with Mack? Mm, not yet. Maybe like a uh, maybe like no, to, a top ten, like number ten. 
or something. But they do have that kid Smith as well, who's pretty nice. So uh, yeah. I think um, the rest of the defense they're gonna be motivated to do big, to do big things with Mac, you know, on their team now. So yeah, it's a win-win for Chicago. Talk to me, KG. I think they paid the, the correct price. I mean, Khalil Mack is one of the big defensive standouts that when he's healthy, you hear his name called an awful lot. And not to jump on you, Delonte, but it was a game against the Broncos. I believe it was last year. Yeah, he times. got his man. And you heard that name called. And, you know, jumping into this Bears team, Ah, man, all they did was make themselves strong on defense. You got Akeem Nix up front, my main man, Eddie Goldman. You still got Sam Acho. Now you adding Khalil Matt. Man, they, they, they got nothing but daggone uh, 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 bulls up front. I, I think this is going to be a team to be fed. We we talk about it all the time. We we've all watched football for a certain amount of time. If you cannot win the war in the trenches, the rest of the game doesn't matter. Okay, this guy right here is an an instant problem. Um, I don't think it's too many tackles. It might be a handful. When I say handful, maybe two, maybe three that can handle this guy one-on-one. And I don't even want to disrespect you like that, Khalil Mack. I think one-on-one with any tackle in this league, I think, or any any offensive lineman in this league, I think you have a problem when you're dealing with someone like Khalil Mack. He's he's him and um, Von Miller. Those, those guys are, are off the charts. Like, you have to account for these guys. He brings that much – that much of a presence to the Bears defense. And, and Delonte's right. With with him coming, I can see that defense popping up, you know, creeping up to the top and and, and really making some noise. Because you got to play Aaron Rodgers twice a year. You have to get to Aaron Rodgers and get him down. So definitely, definitely a uh I think a, a fair trade. I think the the what they gave up to get Mac was was fair for a person a player of that caliber. So um let's go to the next the the next which was the high which was the hot story until Khalil Mack got traded. Uh Aaron Rodgers was made the highest paid quarterback in the league at thirty three and a half million dollars first season. Um I don't know what trouble now, now first of all Aaron Rodgers deserves every penny. So um, between you guys, who do you think should be the highest quarterback, paid quarterback in the league right now, Jim? If between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, uh, Jimmy G, anybody else after that, they don't okay. deserve to be wait, close, wait. man. Time out, time out, back up. Did you say Jimmy G? Did I hear you say Jimmy G? As in to say. He doesn't belong in the top tier of getting paid oh. quarterbacks. Okay, okay, my, okay. And my yeah, my problem. I'm sorry. My problem is when you get guys like Jimmy G, money. You force guys like Ben, Eli, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady to get more money, which which leads to a very bad value when it comes to spending money in quarterbacks. But yeah, he deserved that money. He's the man. Delonte, if you had to if you pick a quarterback to be the highest paid in the league, who would it be? KG, you there with me? Yeah, I'm here. Is Delonte still on? He's still here. I think he might have stepped away for a second. Okay, I'm here. Well, I'm let's here. Go to My you. bad. Are you, okay. If you had, Delonte, if you had to pick a uh, quarterback to be the highest paid quarterback in the league, who are you picking? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, hands down, like, of course, people be like, or oh, Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Tom's 41. You know, like, let's be real. I'm sure the Patriots are very appreciative of what he's done for their franchise, you know, over the years. But you're 41, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
and it's time to your replacement. Like you're you're not gonna play till you're fifty. Probably gonna play till you're forty five. So definitely Aaron Rodgers, you know. He still got plenty left in the tank. Well I I already know what KG. I I, I already know, and it, it's it's no name y'all mentioned. I already know. I, I might have an idea. Let me let me go to him, KG. If you had to pay a quarterback to be the highest paid in the league and start your franchise with, who are you going to get? I would say. I mean, no shade to anybody else. Colt McCoy. That's sitting that all, man. Who? Who? Colt McCoy. Hey, I'm uh, trying to fit. Hey, can you hit me whatever you drinking? Just, whatever you drinking, send it to me. No, no, no. Colt McCoy. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find an inbox. I can't. I can't get to my phone. No, no. I believe Aaron Rodgers should be the highest paid right now because you know, you know, I'm about to dig it. I'm gonna let you finish. You know, I'm about to dig into. I know. Go ahead. But the reason why I say this is because Aaron Rodgers. He's the, the 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 captain of that ship. When he's not at the helm, they kind of like directionless, and that's a problem. He deserves to. He is to the Packers what Peyton Manning was to the uh, the Colts. How he goes is how the team goes, and Aaron Rodgers will make some very very. Crazy, wild, great plays, and he deserves that whole contract. And I, I, I'm hoping and praying to God that I can see him play from this time right now to this at this very second until he finishes his contract and rides off into the sunset. I just, I wanted to hear hear what you had to say, but we're talking to a man probably right now that's sitting in his Drew Brees box. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's why I'm like, no. okay, I'm gonna get you because you 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 you've been hogging Drew Brees, the best quarterback. So I wanted to know why you picked Aaron Rodgers instead of your. The only reason now you talking about highest paid quarterback. Now see, Aaron Rodgers got one thirty four for four years. Drew Brees only won in ninety for three. Drew Brees knows, hey, I got three years left. If that, I'm trying to walk away. That's you talk about highest paid right now. Now, if we were talking, like, per year, highest paid per year over the next three years, nobody should be better than Drew Brees. Drew Brees is the man. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you got that out. How many, because, let uh, me ask you this. I, I want you to be Hold on, let me yourself. ask you this. And th- this is not a knock against Aaron Rodgers, not a knock against Tom Brady, but a knock against every other quarterback in the league. How many other quarterbacks have you seen throw for more than 5,000 yards? In more than one year. Dan Marino did 50, 84, and 48 touchdowns once. Drew Brees has did it three times. But, but see, it's also how your team is built. New Orleans wasn't built to run. They built strictly on passing. That's that's their game with a little well, bit of run. Well, how, but that, you got you got a you got a horse and Mark Ingram in the backfield. Mark Ingram ran for eleven hundred yards last year in a, in a diminished role. But that ain't what the that, that ain't what the Saints do though. That's not the Saints are not a run you over in your face type of. They gonna throw it thirty times, run it five, spread you out. And well, in my opinion, the Saints should have be should have been the ones holding up the Lombardi Trophy last year. But that's just my opinion. Oh. My opinion. Where's my vi- Where's my violin? <laughs> Come, it was a missed tackle. That was it. A missed tackle kept them out of the NFC Championship game. Don't sit here and act like y'all not y'all know that they would have gave the Philadelphia Eagles a run for their money, and they would have gave them the comp that they wanted. The Philadelphia Eagles ain't want that New Orleans pressure. Get on up out of here, man. Obviously, New Orleans, New Orleans didn't want that pressure. <laughs> I gotta agree with uh, KG on that. I think the Saints would have beat Philly. Uh, okay, that's going to be a whole not, whole other episode right there. That's over and done with. They had the parade in Philadelphia. That's over and done with. If my, you know, my man didn't try to jump in the air and miss a tackle, they maybe maybe they'd have been there. So, before we move on, I just want to go over. 
the high as of Rogers' new contract, the highest paid quarterbacks in the league now. Like I said, we got Rogers at thirty three and a half. When I say these numbers, this is million, of course. The next one is Matt Ryan at thirty, Kirk Cousins at twenty eight, Garoppolo at twenty seven and a half, Matt Stafford twenty five, then Drew Brees at twenty five. And before I, I know I usually let you fellas go first, but let me, I just want to, to give you my opinion on this list. Besides Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins and Breeze should be higher. Garoppolo, Stafford, and Matt Ryan do not belong on this list. They haven't won anything. I'm, they just paid, they just paid Garoppolo. How many games did he play? Five or five six games. games. They paid him on potential. And I've been trying. They yeah. paid him off. All for five games. Matt Ryan has froze up and let go so many playoff games, and then the Super Bowl when the boys, the the New England came back uh, from from that halftime deficit. He doesn't belong on this list. I will give Kirk Cousins his due because Kirk, when he was here in Washington, he was throwing that. He he made some mistakes. He was a little little turnover prone, probably trying to force issues. But Kirk put up numbers. And of course, you know the last person on this make it twenty five. Drew Brees should be higher, but that's a whole nother conversation. Who do y'all? What do y'all think about that list? <laughs> Look, I, I I put Stafford in front of Cousins. I mean, Ooh. both of them are in, in the sense are both of them in the sense are bad, and oh. but is also being a part of a bad team too. Ooh. But I think now, no, because the reason I'm giving Stafford because he's been around a little bit longer. And, and he, did, he is, KG, he is did kind of accurate. Did, did KG Amazon Prime that drink mm. to you? you, already, you already <laughs> hey, it? look. Hey, that's my opinion. I Look, that's what I was saying earlier. With Jimmy G, they messed up the quarterback value so much that when the next tier guys come along and Jimmy G, they're going to say, hey, I'm, I, I got way better numbers than Jimmy G. I earn, I, you owe me Jimmy G's money. You done messed up the whole team salary. Uh, I'm I'm trying to uh, let's 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 go over. Wait 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 wait. My, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to pull something up, and I just wanted Jim said he would take Stafford over Cousins. Okay, let's 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 go through let's go through the numbers. Uh, completion percentage goes to Matt Stafford, sixty five point seven. Versus Cousins, 64.3. This is 2017. Yards, Matt Stafford, 44.46 versus Cousins, 4,093. Yards per attempt go to Stafford, 7.9 versus uh, Cousins, 7.6. Touchdowns, 29 for Stafford, 27 for Kirk Cousins. He had a lower interception. Stafford only had 10. Um... Um, I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins had 13. So, what Jim says there, I mean, Jim might have a point there. And, and it ain't about much, trust me. I ain't disparaging Kirk Cousins that bad. Uh, it ain't about by, by, by a fraction. Delonte, <laughs> what you think about that list, man? Uh, I hate to be devil, uh, devil, play devil's advocate, but I would take Cousins over Stafford. Okay. I probably I, I think I even reading those stats, I think I would still take Kirk Cousins over Stafford. I think Matt had a little bit more to work with as far as Golden Tate versus yeah. uh you know a revolving door receiver a, a, a yeah. receiver a receiver last year and Terrell Pride basically gave up on the team yeah. and it really didn't have nothing. Jordan Reed getting hurt all the time. Uh <laughs> KG, what you what you think about that list? That the highest paid. I think Jimmy just hurt my feelings. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Wait, that's my quarterback. Don't do that. Don't he do was that. Your quarterback. <laughs> Don't do that. But no, no I I, I kind of I can see what Jim's saying. I don't agree with it, but I see what he's saying. I mean, the numbers don't lie. But how many playoff games? Has Stafford led the Lions to? That's my question. Now, Kirk has Kirk has came in and, and led the Redskins to uh 
two years worth of the playoffs, uh, an NFC East championship. So, I mean, how many how many conference? I mean, uh, divisional championships has Matthew Stafford won? Zero. Hold on, hold on. I want you to give me an opinion on this. Who shouldn't be on this? Jimmy list? G. Matthew, oh, definitely. who else? Definitely Jimmy G. Jimmy G is that's the consensus across the board. Matthew Stafford shouldn't be on this list. Only reason why he shouldn't be on this list is because he hasn't done anything. He has yet to do any. When I say anything, I mean he's he's he can't beat uh, uh, Green Bay on a consistent basis. He's not going to beat Chicago, and right now he's not going to beat Minnesota. He can't even get out of his division. So, do y'all agree with Matt Ryan being on this list? Matt Ryan was is on this list because of um, what he did before the Super Bowl when he was Matty Ice, when yeah, he was had he ice water in his vein. That's when Matt Ryan got that money. Matt Ryan does not belong on this list anymore. If they can take that money back and be like, no, this is what you play for, this is what you get, yeah, then Matt Ryan deserves that. He deserves he got that Joe that. Flacco syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, but you, you see, when that's what I'm hoping it doesn't happen. When most players get paid, they don't they're not hungry anymore. Because you already got you already got your dinner, your dessert, your entree, your appetizer, you got everything sitting in front of you, so you're not hungry anymore. But you know, we come from the the the, the we give the opinion of the fan. So if we had that opportunity, we'll say, you know, I wouldn't do that. But once you get paid, how can you get complacent? I don't want just because you paid me. Yeah, but that's not putting. I want rings on my fingers. I want. I, I want to be able to close my hands because my rings are so big. I, that, I that, think that's, that's the problem right there. What's the problem? That's the problem right there. You got to decide: do you want the money or rings? For a lot of people, it's just about the money. Exactly. And, but, and for the people who care about their job and want to work hard and, and be be known as the best, they want the money and the ring. But guess what? Now, we can say this because we've never made millions and millions of dollars a year. But you can take... Speak for yourself, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but you can take a meager contract. When I say meager, okay, you're a starting quarterback. Let's say you got four years... 62 million and 36 of that 62 is, is guaranteed. The rest of it is bonuses. And I've been saying this for years with quarterbacks, receivers, anybody, you know, a uh, position player, skill position players outside of offensive line, your, your contract should be based on a base salary. And then after that incentives, you know, you play a certain amount of snaps. Uh, you do this, you do that, and that's when you start getting your money. That way, you're going to get that production along with getting paid. So you don't have Sammy Watkins. Exactly. Yeah. But then, <laughs> on top of that, you take that, and you get that. You put your money away, and you invest, and you do... I mean, you invest in things that are solid. Don't invest in a startup of, of Rhythm Spoons and think you're going you're gonna to be a millionaire. You're not. You're going to lose out on money. But you invest in things that are going to make you money. You put, you take your money and you start putting it in CDs and letting it sit there and, and, you know, your money grows for you. You'll never go broke. But then you focus on winning because that money can disappear. But guess what they can never take from you? Being a Super Bowl champion. Yep. On the next episode of Money and Athletes with KG. <laughs> hey, you need financial advice, boy. I, I done blew through a lot of money in this life. I can tell you how to save it. Now, before we head, before we dive back into the NFL, we want to give a shout out to the Washington Mystics as they tie their series against the uh, Atlanta Dream. They won today, 97-76 in convincing fashion. So, I believe the series is tied 2-2, isn't it right? Uh, yes, KG? sir. Bring it home, so Mystics. We, Bring it home. We need a third championship yeah. in D.C. this year alone. So, we... We're looking forward. We'll, we'll keep that uh, everybody up to date on that. Uh, diving back into uh, you know some little semi news around the NFL, the Chargers brought back Antonio Gates for a season. Um, definitely, you know, uh, I think anytime you got Antonio Gates and Philip Rivers, that chemistry that that's only going to help them out. So, Is he going to be healthy enough to play? Yeah, see, and that's 
that I, that's the thing. I think he will be. I think they know at this point in his career. I don't think you could play him every down. I, you know, you bring him in when you need him. You know, at this point, you know, he he's not an every down tight end. You you got some young studs that they got to prove their worth. But I mean, he can mentor them and help them out and show them the ropes if he's willing to do that. If he's that type of player, and then you still got him on a goal line situation. <laughs> And, you know, well, let me ask y'all a question because I, I was looking at something when they were talking about it on NFL Network. Is he a Hall of Fame tight end? Yeah. 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 Jim? Yeah. Uh, I can say yeah because he, he was pretty dominant, man. Uh, 927 receptions, 11,508 yards, and 114 touchdowns. If that's not it, wait, wait. Where does that where does that rank as far as tight number one? No, no, yeah, number one in touchdown. But I don't think he's number one overall. I think that's a uh, Tony Gonzalez still. Yeah. Oh yeah, CG. Yeah. But uh, yeah. the thing is, think about that. He was undrafted. Undrafted. Yeah, I'm looking at him. Uh, he, him and he. He hasn't missed uh, – as far as, like, missing a whole season to injury. He had um, – yeah, I mean, the last couple of years he's only started, like, like one year he started four, nine games, four games the last three years. And, but starting um, and, yeah, he, and been playing. Consistent. Yeah, he's, he's been consistent. Um, 189 uh, receptions one year. That's It looks like his highest year. I mean, I think I think he is. I think if you put if you put Tony Gonzalez in there, I think Antonio Gates, you know, definitely deserves to go in there as a Hall of Famer. You know? I, I don't think I don't think it's a uh, it's a question. I don't think it's a it, it's an argument. Like when it comes time, if he's not on that ballot, you know, then we'll we'll we'll, we'll truly know the next coming. I say the next four or five years. If a lot of people are not on those ballots that played that we watched their whole entire career, not people from our childhood, I'm talking about players from our adulthood that we watched their whole entire career. If they're not on these ballots to make NFL Hall of Fame or the Pro Football. But you're talking about you're talking about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <clears throat> these writers that have vendettas against certain players, so it, nothing surprises me. I don't see Gates as the type of player that rubbed anybody the wrong way, but who knows, man? I, I just don't – anything the Pro Football Hall of Fame does at this point, it just doesn't surprise me because there's some people that that are not in that should be in. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I, I just – I wouldn't be surprised if he's not a first ballot, though, maybe second or third, depending on who he goes uh, in with. But guess what? You know what? I bet, they, I bet they'll say that uh, Jason Witten's first ballot. Really? What's Jason? What's Jason Witten's stats? You got his stats in front of you? I'm pulling them up now. I got them right here. Jason Witten. Well, why are you pulling them up? 1,152 receptions, 12,448 uh, yards, and 68 receiving touchdowns. Well, he, he, I think, I think, and we talked about this before, the, the America's team factor and being seen all the time, and he's a darling. You know, everybody likes him. I definitely think he'll get in before Gates. Well, of course, but he retired this year, so Antonio Gates still got probably two years left in him. Well, no, I, I, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying even if they were neck and neck and they retired the same year, I think Witten would get in before Gates would. Just because, because this is like, if you play just like Roethlisberger, and I know Jimmy despises Big Ben, but when you play for Pittsburgh, when you play for the the Raiders, when you play for the, the Cowboys, the 49ers, teams that are NFL darlings, the Giants to a certain extent because they're in New York, when you play your whole career with these teams, especially Dallas, and you're on TV every week or you're in a prime game every week, um, he was Tony Romo's go-to for a long time. Uh, I know in his prime he was – Gronk like not as quite, but he was Gronk like in his in his prime, being just you know unstoppable almost, you know as far as pairing with Tony Romo. When you get that limelight as Dallas, that propels them to that Hall of Fame, man. That like if he had played for Cleveland 
and, and, and spent his whole career at Cleveland, would he be getting the same attention? I think, you know, football purists would see his stats, but I don't think it would be in the same limelight as wearing that star on your helmet. Agreed. But he – this is coming from a Redskin fan. And I couldn't stand we played Cowboys because – Jason Witten always made a play when they needed it. But he's in a long line of great Cowboys tight ends with Jay Novacek, uh, Mike Dicker, Billy Joe Dupree, Doug Cosby. You know, he's in a long line of pretty damn good tight ends. So, hey, he deserves it. I'm not taking nothing away from him. He deserves it. All right. Well, with that being said, did anybody see (laughs) – anybody see the – the end of the Alabama game last night where uh, that uh, the reporter asked Nick Saban about uh, the QB uh, carousel. Yeah, I heard he, about it. His reaction wasn't oh. too positive. I saw it. Yeah, man. He he basically shut her down and, and you know, at basically like, why, you know, stop asking me about it. He since apologized to the reporter. But I think if you watch enough college football, you know Nick Saban. Nick Saban is one of those people where he knows what he's doing. That wasn't by accident. He did that so that from here on out, I guarantee you, and not another reporter is going to ask him about his two QBs. What y'all think? What you think, Jim? Yeah, I, I would. Li- I would like to see how it went down. Um... Would he have said the same thing to a male if it had been a male uh, reporter? You know, I think I think so. Yeah, no it, I think so too. Probably, yeah, but you know, I, I think so. It, you know, you, you just don't know. But uh, yeah, that's one way to shut it down. <laughs> just be aggressive, all butt from the get go. Delonte, you uh, my, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I got a question. Didn't they put up 45 points yesterday and win? 51. 51. I don't, yeah, it was 51. 51. Yeah, 51. Now, I don't, I don't mean to jump in, you know, in line, but why should that even be a question? We just because put up 51 points and one. It's, it's a because, because both of them played. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Tua, Tua and you got to remember, they played in the championship uh, last year, too. And the, and the freshman exactly. came in the same. It's a question. Exactly. And then the third string came in and played a little bit. So they, you know, they, they, Anything you give, you give the media anything, especially with Alabama, you know, they're gonna ask about exactly. It. So, um, and, and NCAA, all your teams look mad. This is a request from my older guy. I'm watching Michigan and Notre Dame, and at a point when you get older, your eyes don't focus as quick. So, I'm watching, <laughs> I'm seeing the blue and yellow from the Michigan helmet, then Notre Dame is wearing their shiny helmet, it's for a second. I couldn't tell who was who. And that's, I'm looking like that's I had to focus. Go blinders. That's that I, I, I need y'all like 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 last night, Louisville. Why would you wear your dark helmet with Alabama's dark helmet? Why not wear the, the white helmet with the car? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if I'm a quarterback and I'm looking downfield, I see two brown hel- two red helmets. But you gotta remember one is metallic. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, that that I mean, you know what? They young eyes can probably take that. I'm just it's just a request from me, man. It, it, <laughs> you ain't the only I'm just, one. I'm looking, I'm looking at Louisville and Alabama, like they they basically wear the same colors. So somebody should be wearing all white and white helmet or something. You know, of course it's not gonna be Alabama. Alabama where they want to wear. Or Louisville could have came out in a black or something, man. Make let me help me decipher who's who. You know what your problem was too. Looking at the wrong part of the jersey, you weren't supposed to look at the helmet. You're supposed to be looking at the top. <laughs> you know, the the shirts. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I guess, man. It was, but 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 with with Alabama and Louisville, they both have a a, a, a red type. I think Alabama they both their their the the color is a little different, yeah. but both of their base uniform is red. So I'm like, uh, okay, if they switch helmets, they could play the 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 the. You know what I'm saying? They the color schemes are the same, but I, it's it's no way I'm coaching them. Like, oh no, nah, they came out in their their maroon pants. We got our maroon tops. Y'all go switch to all white. I can't. I I, I can't tell. I'm, nah, nope. Um, what are we going to next? Let's 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 
let's touch a little bit of Ravens. Just just a, we just step on the Ravens just a little bit, just to you know, um, the Brashawn Perryman experiment is over in uh, Baltimore. This has this guy even played in a season? Anybody know? Nope. Yeah, I don't know if he played in the season. Yeah. I just know he would miss the drop-ems. <laughs> Man. Um, and also, RG3 is going to be ahead of Lamar Jackson on the uh, depth chart, which I don't think is going to last long at all. I think, I think sometime this season, if we get the Joe Flacco of last year, you're going to see LJ coming in and take some snaps. What y'all think? What you – but let's start with KG, and then we'll go Delonte and then Jim. Well, you already know how I feel about RG3. And I, I, I knew that I, that he would be – I knew he was on the bubble, number one. But him in front of Lamar Jackson, don't take too much into that because they're not trying to put Lamar, the, the pressure on Lamar Jackson that was on uh, uh, RG3 his rookie year. And he's not here to save the franchise because Joe Flacco is the franchise. But if Flacco goes down, don't think that Lamar Jackson won't leapfrog RG3 to become the number one because, hey, we talked about Lamar Jackson around the draft. We've talked about him all preseason. He a man, and he had, he showed all preseason what he could do. And I don't want to hear none of that, oh, he played against second and third string players, and most of those players were in their second and third year, sometimes fourth, trying to make a team, and he made them look like children. So stop it. But don't hold too much stock in that, and as far as Perriman go, he was a waste of a first-round pick. I'm sorry. So. (laughs) But, hey, it's the Ravens, but just like Jim Steelers ain't going to do much in the, in the AFC North, the Ravens ain't going to do much because the tag on Browns going to take the tag on things, so don't even worry about man, it. It's all man. Browns and shit. You, must, you must be sipping on like 15-year-old movies. And it's probably hot, too. <laughs> man, let me tell you something. I, I've been telling y'all for the longest. When, when, when the Browns brought in Scott McLuhan, Scott McLuhan is one of the best scouts to ever grace the NFL. He built two Super Bowl teams. When he came into the Browns, he started helping them bring in players. And they start landing guys and start doing everything that they're supposed to do. Watch out. When, it, when it's all said and done and they go 10-6 and six, and they win that black and the blue division that's called the AFC North, I'm not even going to say I told you. All I'm going to do is hold my hands out and be like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. There it is. Well, we're gonna go we're gonna go around the room. Well, I mean <laughs> <laughs> See y- y- y'all doing it again. Here we go again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why, why y'all do me so bad? That's what I want to know. Hey, you did yourself hey, bad. Yeah, man. Man, y'all, y'all thinking because it's the 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 the, the Cleveland Browns. This is not this is not uh, uh, the Cleveland Browns we've been used to. This is something totally different. And you, I didn't you, like. <laughs> you got the Browns winning the North. Yes, I actually do with a ten and six record. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not playing with you. I'm so convinced in it. I, yes, I took a bet on it. I got a bet. Bruh. I got I got plenty out there on it. That's how confident I am in it. Delonte, uh, what you think about uh the, the Raven QB situation as far as Lamar Jackson and then uh I, uh per, per, Perryman being released. I think Perryman being released, that was a formality. Um I don't know. I, I just I don't think football, you know, is really this guy's calling at this point. Um, as far as the Ravens quarterback um, situation goes, I think they're going about it the right way. 
this is Flacco's last season on his contract. I mean, no, it was uh, the last year of the contract. Um, and I'm, uh, I think they probably try to move on from him after this. And they're going to give the keys to um, Lamar Jackson. So, you know, they'll have RG3 as uh, number two. Props to RG3 for making the team. Um, yeah. A sidebar. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, as L- Lamar, he'll, he'll be uh, – they'll give him the keys probably at some point this season, I think. Because Flacco, he won that ring. He got, you know, he got that big contract. And it's been, you know, dumpster bills since then. This game has been Dumpsterville. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It's just, hey, man, they, they going about it the right way, but we all know this, this you know, curtain call coming up for my, uh, your boy Flacco. Jim, what you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for RG3 for one. He made the team, which shouldn't be a surprise, what they should, should keep him, gives him some veteran experience, and he should be number two or above Lamar Jackson. Just for the moment. But if Flacco goes down early in the season, RG3 going to get the keys for a while. And depending on how them games go, if they're in playoff contention, I really don't see them um, forcing Lamar in to start. Now, he may at some point split time with them, maybe 70-30, depending on how the game going. But as long as they're in the playoff run, I think uh, RG3 just based off here, a veteran, um, he'll get to hold on to that ship, knowing by next year, most definitely Lamar Jackson will take over. And with Perman, I guess you can't be surprised, man. You know, you draft guys with speed, and they just can't catch. I kind of like him to Darius uh, Haywood Bay. You know, I would open when they drafted him, could run, but hands not that great. But he came to Pittsburgh was and caught quite a few balls, man, so – I about to say, man, don't talk about anybody that came from, from university. Yeah, man. but, you know, he kind of resurrected his career. And plus, I guess the benefit for DHB was he was a special teams player, too. So, Perman really didn't play special teams, I believe. So, what? Just because he has all that speed, somebody out there ain't going to give him a chance and, and try yeah, to work on them hands. Speaking of that, he is currently, I believe, working out with the Jets as we speak. See? So... Look out for that. Maybe the Jets to take a chance because he does. I mean, like like KG said, paying for potential. So they see potential and they're like, hey, you know, if we could get him to 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 straighten up, you know, he'd be a, a good little talent. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go through each team, each person's fifty three man roster cuts. Just just some little, you know, what you thought about uh, who made the team, who shouldn't had, who should. Uh, we're going to save the uh, – we're, we're going to do – what we're going to do is we're going to keep a log this season of everybody's picks each week. We're going to keep a log, and we're going to tally it up at the end of the year to see who who's gonna, who's the winner out of the, out of the group. So, with that being said, KG, I want you to start with your Redskins, man. 53-man roster. Tell me your thoughts of it. Tell me um, any surprises, any disappointments, uh, anybody that uh, – you felt like should have made the team that didn't? Well, uh, a few cuts that – well, the surprises that made the team were uh, Mr. Irrelevant himself, Trey Quinn. Uh, we all, and we uh, all said he was going to make the team. Yeah, but now just because we say he's going to make the team didn't mean it, it was going to happen. But I was surprised that he made it because, number one, how many Mr. Irrelevants have made teams? It's, it hasn't been many. Um, I'm surprised that Samaji P. Ryan made the team because they were looking at his uh, his fumbling. I'm surprised. I, I, that surprised me also. Uh, Cam Sims, I, I said that he would be on the bubble, but I, I saw him making the team, but I didn't think that they would let Brian Quick go for him to make it because, you know, Brian Quick was had the experience. So... Cam Sims is going to be a great addition. Uh, on the defensive side, as far as uh, releasing, <laughs> which is – it really kind of unsettled me, was um, Stacey McGee, even though he he went to the pup list. But um, Stacey McGee uh, – who else was it? It was um, Montreal State. 
I was surprised Montreal Spate didn't make it, but they said that uh, Josh Harvey Clemens outplayed him. So he, him, uh, Josh Harvey Clemens and Zach Vigil outplayed him to the point where he he was on the bubble and he was out. Um, I knew that they were going to let uh, Kevin Hogan go. They put him on waivers and he was picked up by nice. Denver. Yes. So, um, offensive line. That's why you know one of my. Outside of the defense, that's one of the biggest places I look. And I'm hoping Sean Laval has a better season than what he had last year. But we need that that guard that's going to step in. But we need a – we got one of the best tackles in football. You got to put a guard next to him that's going to give him a hand if need be. And I think I'm hoping Sean Laval can do that. But on the other side, you got Brandon Sheriff, and I think Brandon Sheriff is one of the best guards in the game. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Redskins fan. I think he's one of the best guards in the game. And then Morgan Moses, I mean, this dude played injured all last year. You knew he was going to make the team. He's just an iron man. He's, he's a true man. He's a man's man. And finally – wasn't really a surprise because he can be worked with Troy Apke. He made the team and all after practice every day, I hope he works with the jugs machine because with that speed and he starts getting his hands together, he's going to pick off a lot of passes. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to Delonte next. Give me a, your your snapshot on uh, on the Broncos fifty three man roster, and um, yeah, what we know what moves surprised you, what moves you thought they should have made, and all that good stuff. Talk to the you. move first off. The move that was made today that they should have made Friday was cutting Paxton Lynch. Man, <laughs> did y'all raise the money for him? Yeah, they. I, I believe they raised the money for him. Oh wow! They took. Hey, GoFundMe is a is a beast, man. It's a blessing. We need to, disguise, we, we need to start. We need to start one for sideline junkies. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying. But him, um, what's the what's your boy? Uh, Cravens. We had to uh, place him on IR. He's got. You know what, man? I, Delonte, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm gonna tell you this. I don't understand. You're going to be frustrated with him because he has immense talent. Already there, brother. And I'm, he having any, Jesus. And they say undisclosed. Like, go, just go, go ahead. You got it, brother. I'm, I feel your pain. Don't worry. About it. I feel your pain. They listed, it's listed as a knee injury, but they like, mm, knee injury? Oh, you know. Yeah, I read something. I read something that said he's supposed to be having. Uh, surgery on his knee in the next week, I guess. But yeah. that's a that's that's I would I would cut him, man. That's a pain. That's <clears> a <throat> I see why the Redskins were, were willing to part part ways. But go ahead, Delonte, finish finish up your fifty three man. Uh, now, as far as um some of the cuts, I was disappointed with us letting D'Angelo Henderson go. Somebody gonna sign him once he cleared waivers. It's gonna be on. It's gonna be on. Like he. You know, vengeance. Like, damn. You know, um, Jeff Holland. We uh, released him, but we actually signed him to our practice squad. So I think at some point he'll make the main roster during the course of the season. Um, as far as our overall fifty-three man roster, I like how it looks. You know, um, we signed the kid Philip Lindsay. He made the team. Um, Chad Kelly, uh, Jim Kelly's was it. Nephew, I believe. I believe. Yeah, I believe that, so, he, yeah. he was lights out for most of the pre uh preseason. And then we signed um the dude Kevin Hogan from the Redskins. I'm just like, man, eh, you know. Hey, be excited about really? the, 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 Yeah, because he didn't get a chance to sling the ball like he should have in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Be excited about it. Once he gets in there, he learns. He he could be a capable backup the next two or three mm-hmm. years. But once he gets a shot and he gets some, you know, some time under his belt, look out. All right. KG, I'm going to take your word for it. Um, just like the Browns going to win a division. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, 
<laughs> but um, nah, man, you know, I'm, I'm satisfied with our uh, 53 man roster. I just wish it would have kept Henderson, but you know, we I, I think we're pretty short up at the running back position, so we're good, man. It's all good. Big Jim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about Pittsburgh's 53, man. What 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 you see at Pittsburgh, man? What did, what you what you like? What you don't like? You know, I'm not I'm not really surprised or or shocked by anything. Um, I be I wait I wait for Landry Jones to get cut last year. So surprising they decided to keep uh, Josh Dobbs over Landry Jones was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, after five to six years being on the team, I don't think he improved the offense any. So at this point, you know, it was just time to let him go and let Dobbs and Mason Rudolph take over. And let and they make mistakes, you know, they're young guys. You know, five or six years in the game, and you're a vet, you're still making bad mis- decisions and, and can't move the ball downfield. It's a problem. Other than that, man, I, you know, I'm looking forward to the uh, the rookies, the undrafted rookies. Um, Florida State, Matthew Thomas, the middle linebacker, kid can run. He had a strip sack against um, uh, Carolina. I I thought that was like a pretty play. He came around, he stripped the ball, the ball popped up, he caught it and ran 75 yards, I believe. He just missed the end zone by like a yard, man. The kid got some some run on him. And another kid, uh, Ola Adenigi, this guy, he wearing James Harrison number, man. He come around the edge. He looked just like James Harrison. He had a, he had like three fumbles, four fumbles this preseason. So uh, right now he's he's nursing an injury. So hopefully they get this young guy out there and they get to running. I'm just hoping for a get get this year for these guys, man. <clears throat> Hope the young guys get to step up. Of course, wait for Le'Veon Bell to get back. Hopefully he's back by the first game against Cleveland. If not, James Collins should be fine. Uh, Jalen Samuels should be fine. So we got a nice little running back court. I just want to see the defense of what the secondary does, man. See if Morgan Burnett makes a difference. Uh, see what Sean Davis can do in his second year. The same thing with, um, what's my man there? Audie Burns, who I really don't care for. But I got a lot of, you know, wishful thinking. And the toughest part going to be the replacement of Ryan Shazier. So if John Boston, who stayed on the team, can do his thing and run, we already got a pounder with Vince Williams, and then you add the young rookie who could run Matthew Thomas into the into the mix. Uh, hopefully, it gives us a nice little uh, uh, defensive package, man. Allow us to do some nice zone blitzing and get some good hits and some uh, interceptions. And y'all still not gonna win a division. Hey, you know what, Kevin? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Browns may be good enough to win the division, seriously, because they, they add uh, quite a few pieces. Uh, Ty Haley is no slouch. It's just a matter of them picking up the offense, man. You know, th- look, it's going to be a – if the Cleveland win the division, everybody should be happy. It's kind of like Cincinnati. They win the division every, like, three to four years. Then Pittsburgh or the Ravens win. So, I guess it's been, like, 40 years. So, I guess it's about time for Cleveland to win something. You know, but I, I won't be surprised if Cleveland does. They're they not going to win with They're not going to win a Tyrod Taylor start. Hey, Tyrod will not start all season. Hey, we'll see. You know, Mayfield may get a shot, you know, but at, at the end of the day, it's still Cleveland Browns. So you got to see it to believe it. Let me see, tell you something. This is that, true. The, 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 the ghost of the past. Are gonna wake up, and I don't mean the '80s and '90s pass with Bernie Coase. I mean, nah, I'm talking about the autogram ghosts when they went to ten straight championship games. Them ghosts is gonna wake up this year. Okay, I mean, yeah, they gonna wake up to go back to sleep. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, same Browns. Hey, before before I move on to my bills, guys, what is wrong with Martavius Bryant? Yeah, man, man. Yeah, that, I'm gonna get to him too. Yeah. Hey, look. Would you pick him back, Jim? Said again. Wouldn't. Would you pick him back up? Uh, I thought about that. Yeah. I don't think so because if this, even if you pick him back up, he's gonna probably be suspended for the whole season. Yeah, he's gonna miss the first four games at least. At least. So yeah, do you want that? Pro- I mean, he's a great talent. I mean, the Steelers got away with highway robbery. 
got them a third round pick for this guy, and now he's bound to be cut. But some people just oh, he, already got got he already got cut. Yeah, yeah. So it's just some people can't get it together. He man, the man six five can run like I don't know what and can catch. Well, hey, I would love to trade places with him. I'm not even six five. I'm only six three and a half. I would love to trade places with him. Just to have the opportunity. And, and that's why I kind of feel bad for the Raiders. You know, they they kind of just like falling apart, man. And in a way. But you know, you got you to 53, so you might be able to do something with them. Uh, I guess I go into talking about these Buffalo Bills. A couple of episodes ago, we gave our predictions of probably how many games. And I, I think I was around a seven or eight win mark. And I'm going to have to change that to probably three or four wins for these for this <laughs> squad right here. Um, I just didn't – we talked about it last, last episode that we talked about the NFL about how to utilize preseason and and if you're not one of these top tier teams, then not only do you have to evaluate your first squad more, you know, you still got to do your second and your third and see who's going to make the team. But when you got an unsure quarterback situation, like the last preseason game, they like AJ McCarron played the whole game. All right. They signed this dude. Basically, wasn't really nobody out there that wanted to come to Buffalo. Wasn't really nobody out there, period. So they signed AJ McCarron. To, try to have a little veteran leadership and stability. Um, he went down in the preseason, which everybody thought was a broken collarbone, which turned out not to be. And he was able to, you know, let it heal and play. Um, they traded him to the Raiders. So that leaves Nathan Peterman and Josh Allen. And um, I just don't know how to put out that dumpster fire. I really don't. Um, I said over and over again, if you don't have somebody competent on the center, you can't evaluate your offense. You can't evaluate. You you don't know what your receivers can do because they can't get the ball. Um, I did like some of the things Josh Allen was able to do, the decision-making. Um, he wasn't hesitant. Um, he looked kind of bad in the Cincinnati game. He didn't look too hot. But the Browns game when he came in, he, he you know, he made some – he's a rookie, so I expect up and downs. But uh, we talk about Nathan Peterman uh, – did he have four or five interceptions in a half with the Chargers when they passed top? Yeah. So he looks better. Definitely he looks better, but are either of these guys worthy enough to to compete with the you gotta remember who's in this division. The New England Patriots are in this division. And they're gonna get stomped twice by the New England <laughs> Patriots. You're talking you're talking to a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan. That's a that's a dog stomping twice this year. Okay. You might be able to salvage Miami, and you might be able to salvage the Jets. But if Sam Darnold, looking the way he does, and if he's the real deal with the Jets, you might have fell behind the Jets too also. Um, they they went a couple weeks ago and got Corey Coleman for a seventh-round pick from the Browns. They cut him. Um, a lot of people are saying that he doesn't know how to play. The He knows very little about the receiver position. Um I mean, he was a first-round pick, so nobody knew that in Cleveland. Nobody watched game film. And even if he does know little about the position, at, at the same time, doesn't he have talent? Why can't you do an a in and around? Why can't you do what they do with Ty Montgomery and Green Bay? Why, this, this is what I'm talking about. Why can't you get creative and use his talents to your advantage? Okay, we know you don't know that. do this. We're going to make stuff for you to do because you're so talented. That's what you're – that's what good coaches do, I thought. Mm. That's what Popovich does in San Antonio. I know what you can do. I know your strengths. I know your weaknesses. I'm going to put this unit on the floor because they mesh well together. They can play off each other's strengths. They can. This one can, can fill in this weakness for this guy. He's a master at it. There's a couple of people that are masters at it. Um, but I just I, – I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I just – this team, um, as bad as the quarterback play was last year with Tyrod Teller, I think that it's going to be – I think Josh Allen should get the job. It's just, you know, do it like Peyton Manning, put him to the fire, let him do his up and downs his rookie year, let him learn. And uh, he has the arm. There's no question about the talent. Is he ready mentally? He's not ready mentally, but you just got to throw him in the fire 
and see what he can do. You got Kelvin Bill, Benjamin on one side. You still got Zay Jones. You got a couple of weapons. You still got Charles Clay. Uh, they lost Eric Wood to retirement due to a neck injury and incognito. So you lost two of the best pieces on your offensive line. You still got Shady McCoy back there. I think that it matters, but it doesn't matter because Shady's such a good back and he's such an elusive back. I still think this team will probably be top 10 running. And I still think they'll be bottom half of the league unless Josh Allen wakes up and, and really puts something together. I still think you're looking at 20 or lower as far as passing. I just think it's, they don't have enough to get it done. Now, Tremaine Edmonds on defense, that's a stud right there. Okay? The defense, uh, Ty Williams healthy, they got a shot to hold it, hold it together. It's the offense I'm worried about. Um, it's just... I haven't seen enough from the quarterbacks. Uh, I, I'm not looking forward to this season. They played the, the Ravens week one. I think that's a toss-up because you never know which Joe Flacco you're going to get. So uh, I'm going four wins with my Buffalo Bills this season. I, I'm going to stick to that. Uh, I, I just don't like what I'm seeing over there. Hopefully uh, McDermott can make some, make some moves and turn some stuff around. And hopefully I'm wrong and Josh Allen can, you know, start slinging it around and prove why he was the seventh-round pick in the draft. Fellas, before we end this one... Let me say something to you real quick, oh, BJ. Fire away, fire away. And this is just to put your mind at ease. Think of the 2000 Ravens. They didn't have a really stable quarterback situation, but they had a run game. And they had a defense. You, you got Trent Murphy. Y'all got Trent... Trent Murphy was one of my favorite Redskins. The, the man can get to the quarterback. You still got your man, Kyle Williams. You got Shaq Lawson. You got Lorenzo Alexander. Shaq Lawson's a bum. Uh. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq Lawson, I don't know, he's what is in third, third, fourth year, whatever he's in. This is if he doesn't prove anything this year, he's gone. You got okay. Jerry, you got Jerry Lawson, Jerry, uh, Jerry Hughes, Jerry Hughes. I'm sorry, Jerry Hughes on the other side. He he can play. He's proven he can play, but if he's not nowhere as near as dominant as a Khalil Mack or Vaughn Miller. So he's not a one-man record crew. He's the type of player where you know he's there, and if you had somebody on the opposite side to compliment him, it could be dangerous. You know, but now like, you got that you got that man and Trent Murphy. Yeah, you they, know, I I, I I I look forward to looking at Trent Murphy, and then like I said, Kyle Williams. You know, this is probably going to be his last year, and and nobody's really kind of stepped up, be like, hey, I'm ready for the anchor this defensive tackle position when he leaves. Like, just like that Cleveland preseason game, Carlos Hyde was gashing that defense. Nobody – when, when, when he leaves, you can instantly tell a difference. So – but we'll see. I'm, ho- I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I just didn't like what I saw in the preseason. I thought the preseason could, could have been utilized way better than what it was with the talent you had and what, what you needed to to see. I thought Josh Allen should have played way more than what he did. I really did. I thought he should have been playing halves. You know, show me what you got, rookie, because more than likely, you know, this is the franchise. I need to see what you got because if you got it, you're starting. Because we all know if A.J. McCurran was a starter in Buffalo, that's, that's – he's not doing anything in Buffalo. No, not at all. He, you know, he he's the type of quarterback where you got Lashawn McCoy, but hand it to Lashawn McCoy and move out of the way, you know. And then when when they come up in the box on Lashawn McCoy, well, we might let you throw it a couple times, you know. But we shall see. We shall see what's going on. I hope I'm wrong, but I just got that feeling that it's going to regress from a playoff appearance to probably uh another top ten pick in the draft. So we'll see. Um. KG, it's that yes, time. Sir. It is that time to let these people know where they can hear us at, how they can contact us. Fire away. Well, you always know you can hear us right here on Anchor FM. That's first and foremost. You can also hear us on Radio Public, Breaker, Castbox, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Newly. That I found out last night, Podchaser, uh, Google Podcasts, and Apple iTunes. You want to get a hold of us on Twitter? 
Sideline Junkies on Facebook. Sideline Junkies colon podcast. You want to get us by email. SidelineJunkies247 at gmail.com Before we leave, fellas, I do want y'all predictions on one game, and that's the Thursday night game because we probably won't be back on here until Friday to talk NFL or Sunday morning to give our predictions about uh, the kickoff. So, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Jim, who you got winning that game? Atlanta, Philadelphia. You know what? I'm going to go with the uh, champs right now. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. All right. Delonte, who In you got? In the close one, I'm going to go with Philly. Okay. Delonte on Philly. Delonte. All right. Uh, KG, it's on you, baby. Who you got? Uh, It hurts my heart, but I'm going to go with Philly. Nope, take that back. I, re- I rephrase that. Let me go with Atlanta. Stats say go with the uh, team that didn't win the Super Bowl last year. Super Bowl champs always lose coming out the gate. Give and me I, Atlanta. And I, I think I'm going to go the same way. Atlanta always comes out firing, um, always doing, you know, regular season champions, and then they'll fade away in the playoffs. So I'm going to go Atlanta this time also. So I got me and KG at Atlanta and Jim and Delonte going with the, uh, the champs, which isn't a bad pick. If they come out – firing like they did, they're they going to probably hand Atlanta their butt. So, But I'm, but, I'm hoping that that defense do good. I got the uh, Philadelphia defense in uh, fantasy, so I need that good. I need a good game from them. Well, I reserved some of my spots in DraftKings, so I got to – I'm going to wait till the weekend come and uh, choose all my players and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe we can – maybe if I hit something, we can take a, a sideline junkie trip to New York. Or oh, hey. You know? Hey. Hey. Let's do it. <laughs> Hey, man, that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, like I said, definitely stay tuned. We're about to kick it up into high gear. You're going to hear plenty more from us. NFL, it is, it's really time to dig into it. So, for myself, BJ, KG, Delonte, Big Jim, guys, it was a pleasure. And uh, we're about to kick it up for NFL season. So, y'all get strap up y'all boots and be ready. Will do. That's right. Cleveland Browns. Division champs. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, Bills Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody have a good night, and uh, be safe. Enjoy your holiday. Uh, be safe. Peace. Enjoy your week.